My name is Kira Finnessy, and with me today is my co-host, Jessica Finnessy. And on this episode of Twinnessy's Exploration, we will be discussing the misconceptions surrounding labor and delivery. Hey, Jessica, how are you doing today? Um, I'm struggling, but I'm here. How are you? Oh, that's really unfortunate. I'm doing well, too. I just didn't get much sleep last night. Why not? You know, I was watching this episode of Friends, and it just really stuck in my mind. It was the one episode where um, Rachel gives birth, and, you know, it was just, like, a really crazy thing to watch because she was laying on her back, and she had, like, her knees propped up on the nurse, and Ross was there, and she was sweating and screaming, and it was, like, all chaotic. And it really made me think, like, like... Is childbirth the same way that you see it on TV, and do you always give birth on your back? Yeah, like, is that portrayal realistic? Yeah, so those are, I think those are two main big um, misconceptions that I think we should really discuss today. Jessica, I know that you've done some research regarding this topic um, and the history of the topic. What can you tell us about it? So from what I was researching, I found out that many years before, women gave birth sitting, kneeling, squatting, standing, just basically in an upright position. There are depictions of Cleopatra kneeling, and there are birthing chairs from 2000 BC and cultural birthing chairs that are still used today. So women mainly gave birth in an upright position. That was the only thing that they knew how to do. But then, once surgeons started getting involved in pregnancies or in labor and delivery, it was much easier for them to remove the baby when the mother was laying down. So, Gyeongmu was a man who advocating advocated for reclining bed birthings in the 1500s because it was easier and more convenient for the surgeons to remove the baby. So bed, bed delivery became much more common. Now, there is this misconception that King Louis XIV was the main reason that women gave birth on their backs, and it was because he liked watching his wife give birth like that. So it made other people more inclined to do it because he encouraged it, but that wasn't the case. 200 years before, it was actually surgeons who advocated it because it was easier for them. You know, that's so interesting that um, the birthing process would turn into something where um, they would feel more inclined to help the healthcare officials than the mother themselves by, you know, advocating for the worker to see instead of the mother. Yeah, it seemed like the focus was more on the healthcare workers than the mother, which is interesting. And even now, that can still kind of be the case. Like midwives and doctors just say that women should or women can give birth on their backs because it's easier for them to monitor the fetal heart rate and to make sure the mother is safe and stuff like that. So doctors and midwives advocate for that. But there's also that change that now they're saying, if possible, give birth in any position that's comfortable for you, whether that's kneeling, standing, sitting, whichever way is best for them. So because they're advocating that now, there is still a switch but I think women are more aware that they give birth on their backs. Mm-hmm. And I've heard um, through the research that 
one of the um, benefits of not doing it on your back is that gravity is on your side and it like if you're on your back you're not um able to be mobile and use mobility to help the birthing process so what do you think about that yeah circulation is a big part of both the mother's and the baby's health which is why laying down they can't necessarily get that unless they move to their sides constantly throughout the process so that's why standing is easier for them to get that mobility and so while there is this information out there that it is more beneficial to move within your second stage of labor you kind of wonder well why aren't women doing that why is it more than 50 percent of women laying down when giving birth and that's because of epidurals since they numb from your belly button to your feet they can't really stand or move as much because they don't feel it they're aware of contractions they're aware of things that are happening but they can't really do much about it which is why it's given so it reduces the pain but because of that reduction, they can't move. They can't necessarily get out of bed. So they're left with laying on their backs for giving birth. So would you say like that the epidural and just the effects of the healthcare workers kind of limit the control um, that the women have over their own bodies in the birthing process? Totally. I feel like women trust the professionals. They trust what the doctors have to say, what the midwives have to say. And because of that, they're kind of stuck in following traditions in a sense and that they don't necessarily have control over it unless they do this research, unless they get a doula or a midwife who helps them prepare by practicing certain positions. They wouldn't necessarily be aware of that. And so they're left with going to a hospital and trusting what the doctors and nurses and midwives have to say because that's all they know to do. Yeah, and I would say, like, the midwives have kind of just continued to do what they know from the past, which is laying on the bed. I feel yeah. like it's a pretty conventional process. And I think in more popular settings and less cultural settings, because there are those cultural birthing chairs and just passings on of sitting and kneeling while giving birth within cultures. So I think in bigger, more popular hospitals or more Western even um, they do follow the idea that you give birth on your back. So I want to go back to the idea that you were saying before about how media and specifically the episode in Friends may portray childbirth. Yeah, well, a lot of media, they try to make profit just off of things that are entertaining. And to the viewers, things that are entertaining um, are kind of portrayed in like a negative exciting dangerous way and so that's how they portray um labor is kind of in like a dangerous way and i think it's really negative on the women that are watching because they um this causes them to have like negative anticipation on the outcomes of their childbirth and they believe that their childbirth is going to be scary and dangerous and that good things aren't going to happen out of it yeah, so that's their only depiction and the only experience that they're given. So I do understand how like that negatively affects them is because that's the only thing they see and they see it as painful and excruciating for them. Yeah, exactly. And in my research, I saw um, there was a woman, Vicki Elson, who she's a documentary filmmaker um, of one specific film, The Laboring Under 
an illusion, mass media childbirth versus the real thing. And she talks about how there was one experience when she was at a local hospital um, and there was an episode of ER that came out. Um, and apparently it was Emmy winning, but the midwives there said that their phones were just ringing off the hooks because moms were scared that they could die like that lady on TV. Um, and I just think if you are pregnant anyways, to have that type of stress in your life is extremely dangerous for you and your child. Yeah. Thinking back to it, I don't think I've ever witnessed like a positive childbirth or at least not one in hospitals. It always seems very stressful and like they're screaming in pain and the husband doesn't know what to do or the significant other doesn't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. And in all all the videos, you kind of see the women in the same position on their back with their knees up, um, stuff like that. So it kind of makes you think that there is a right way to give birth. So like when you're birthing and you're not doing that, you're kind of scared that that's not the right way to do it. Yeah, or that it could potentially harm you because there may be a reason why all these women give birth on their back. And now we will be talking with our older sister who's involved in the nursing program at UNC and ask for her opinion about the topic. Hello, Liz Finnessy. Thank you for joining us today. Um, if you could just give us some information about your profession and what you're studying. Yeah, I'm a nursing student and I'm hoping to go into women's health. Specifically, I'd love to be a labor and delivery nurse. Okay, so one of our first questions that we wanted to ask you is, uh, what do you know about the different positions in labor and delivery and how it affects both the woman and the child? All right, so what do I know about the positions? The lithotomy position is one that I definitely grew up knowing the most about just because it was very present in media portrayals of birth. Um, but what I've learned through nursing school is that that's not necessarily the best position. It's definitely easiest for doctor, and it's helpful if the mother has had an epidural where she can't really move her legs. But if the mother hasn't had an epidural and can move around, then the ideal position would be more of like a upright squat um, there used to be back in the day birthing chairs that were used. Um, some cultures use ropes to help them get into that squat position, like just a rope hanging from the ceiling. Um, and if you're in that vertical position, it makes it a lot more comfortable as, you know, as comfortable as birth can be for mother. Um, and just, listening to your body and kind of moving the way that your body feels that you should. Whereas if you're in the lithotomy position, sometimes that requires these extra interventions to get the baby out because the body isn't able to expand and move in the way that it really needs to, to get the baby out. Um, the position itself isn't always necessarily the cause of any harms to mother or baby, but it definitely can play a role. Okay, and um, what do you think are, like, the negative effects? Because you said um, initially that the media had kind of influenced you to believe that that was, like, the only position. Um, what do you think are, like, the negative effects that come out of that? 
the media just makes birth seem really scary. Lots of screaming, seems very bloody. And it's not to say that that isn't the reality, but it can also be portrayed as a very empowering and just kind of like completing a 5K or like a marathon. It's hard, but you can feel really good and really proud of yourself afterwards and you can do it yourself. Um, I think the media also makes it seem, and just our culture in general, makes it seem that birth is something that you can't really do on your own, that a woman needs the help of a doctor and that women, you know, are weak and all those different stereotypes that come in. And I think it can be a more mentally painful um, than it is physically. So through our discussions with Liz and our research, we kind of came to the conclusion that the media portrays it as if women lack freedom because they don't have control over their own bodies. And since we learned that it's a myth that most women do not have to give birth on their backs, we can now understand that women are able to have the control over their own bodies and which position is most comfortable for them when giving birth. And it's not all about the doctors, but they have rights within giving birth. So ultimately, this led us to come up with the question of to what extent does the portrayal of experiences influence your knowledge since we are able to learn that media makes women think that labor and delivery looks a certain way when that's the only knowledge that we're given and that may not be the only knowledge on the topic. Thank you for tuning in to Twinacy's Exploration and have a good day.